Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. You are listening to the longest running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Smart Gilas Filipinas podcast. Stunning Stancy at your service to my right, ravishing Ro Moran, and right across me, making his return with a cane. Rowdy Raf Camus. Lolo. He's a brother's of destruction because he's making his return with a cane. Yeah. Lolo, Rowdy Raf Camus. Yeah. No, no. No, I'm also returning to action without a cane. But you know why I was gone last week? I know he explained it, but there's a real reason. Yeah, there is. No. I, I had to sit with him during his operation. You shit! I, I, I you to, shit! I had to hold his hand. He was afraid. <laughs> you he was afraid of the needle. Of being a Conan. Oh. You shit. Man, I had to hold his hand through the whole thing, even when, it, even when he was knocked out. <laughs> I held the fort while you were away, and I'm happy to report to all of our listeners <laughs> and all of our subscribers that we are the number 41st. Right? Wait, 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 what? You did How that the way? hell? How do you mess that up? Wait, wait, wait. Uh, wait. What's that? moment? Yeah, number 41. 41? Yeah, number 41 ranked podcast in the sports and rec section of iTunes, which is great. It's it's great to be back where we belong, which is on the charts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so glad to be number 41. It was a bug. Yeah, must have been a bug in the system. I told you. Yeah, I, I was actually... No, no, but, but maybe, maybe everyone disliked it Mahaba. Ah, you know? yes. You know? Maybe. Shout out to our friend Redrick Mahava, by the way, for Great holding episode. down the fort. Yeah. Great episode. Nice He's, of him he to fills, hang around. He fills in quite well, you know, when two people are missing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> for sure. Well, that was I Anyway, uh, this week I actually got to explore WWE 2K16 a whole lot more just because I had a lot of time on my hands NBA, over the weekend. WWE. Uh, d- WWE. I've explored NBA enough, so like I can actually compare the my career modes of both games now. Uh, 2K16, WWE 2K16 is fun um, in terms of my career mode compared to previous iterations of the game. Of course, not like last time. Like, no, you, you can know, still create the wrestler. Preset, Nino man, preset Nino? Story. You can create no, the story from the scratch. Story, yeah, I mean uh, this time around. No, no, no. I mean, you know, take a creative wrestler through. Season mode. Yeah, through season mode. Uh, you can basically choose your own path. Everyone starts in NXT. Oh, okay. Everyone starts in NXT. And um, what's nice about Unless this one is yeah. these rankings actually make sense. You know, power rankings. It's not like real life where there are no rankings at all. So if, uh, if you start at number 10, you have to work your way up to be the number one contender by beating people higher in their hierarchy than you are. Because it's a game. You can't just go off and... You know, book arbitrarily. You the, the game does have to follow some logic algorithm, right? Yeah, right. So it's it's close to the ranking system that ROH used to have. Yeah, I yes. would say. I would say. Yes, it is, and um, it, it has some similarities to NBA Two K, you know, the NBA Two K series, which it naturally should have. Uh, by because that, that's, that's like that's the best version they have. And no, sa- same company, same developers, right? So yeah. it yeah. should be expected. Yeah. Is it the same developer? Two K. No, Two yeah, K no, is the publisher. Two K is the publisher. Ah, sorry. Yuks pala. Yuks pala yung WWE. Oh, so it's so the, the same publisher. No, it's different. How do you say this? Similar 
operations. There is a similar buildings. aesthetic. Yeah, the aesthetic sure. has to be the same because They're the source material. Yeah. 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 So, so yeah, like, something that on. they took from from the NBA 2K series yeah. is backstage interviews. Mm-hmm. So they have Renee Young interviewing your creator wrestler. I mean, there are choices. Yes, there Yon! are choices. So there are two baby face answers and two heel answers. Yon. And then iba pa yung dalawang baby face and dalawang heel answers because different attributes are mm-hmm. raised uh, with um, depending Not on what the answer. Uh-huh. Paano yung team chemistry. <laughs> no, walang team chemistry. So <laughs> what, what, uh, what the attributes that are are um, affected are raised or lowered are yung attitudes mo. So let's say it's prideful versus disrespectful disciplined versus aggressive uh, bold nice, yeah. bold versus cowardly loyal versus treacherous and two other scales that i don't remember at the top of my head so that's nice and um what's n- another good thing that's worth commending is characters are very well rounded right. so just because you're a what heel do you mean? what do you mean just because you're a heel doesn't mean you can't be bold okay oh. so kevin owens is a heel he's aggressive he's egotistical and disrespectful but he's also bold right so in the same way now you can be somebody like R Truth who's a babyface but he's disrespectful naman. Okay. So that's enough, his characterization. Yeah. So it's it's very well rounded. And um mm. another thing that I enjoy is there's a new authority option in my career mode right. where you get to interact with them upon debuting on the main roster. Okay. So interacting with the authority implies that they have a mini game for you. You have okay. a challenge. And if you don't do that challenge you get an, uh, a disapproving rating from, right. from them. Okay. If you do the challenge, you get additional skill points. So, parang ano siya, That's parang, very convenient. It's like a social media challenge in uh, NBA. Parang, oh. parang. So, like, uh, you have to do things like do two signatures in one match. Okay. Or sometimes the tasks are so impossible. Like, if you don't have an OMG moment yet, but they tell you to perform an <laughs> OMG moment, you're kind of fucked. That's so Triple H, though. Yeah, so that happened to me. And I'm like, well, crap. Now I'm not in their good graces, but I'm a heel. <laughs> so I had to suck up to them. Oh. So that's what I've been doing backstage. And how are the storylines? Are there... Uh, is this, so this is like uh, old season mode. Now, you just roam around and wait for something to happen to you. No, that's, that's not the case. It's not like Here Comes the Pain where you can interact with wherever and whatever you do okay. or whoever uh, you want. Uh, however... If you are not locked in a rivalry with someone, you can go through the card and choose which match you want to interrupt and okay. run in with anyone to start a feud okay. or to help someone out. Okay. So you can either choose a tag partner no, you know, that was, that's or choose a rival. That's what you used to do in Here Comes yeah. the Pain. Yeah, but, uh, but not on that Not scale. in the backstage setting. Yeah, not right, in the backstage right. setting. Okay. So uh, what happens is, there are scales. So like, if you're in a rivalry with certain wrestlers, there are intensities. So level 1 to level 5. And if you're in level 5 against someone, that's when you're at your most bitter rivalry with somebody. <laughs> that whereas, has to blow over. Right. Whereas if you're at level 5 in terms of friendship, you're tag team partner. Mo. Ooh. So my character, the Mr. C character, wears a green arrow hood, as in the Ollie Queen green arrow hood, just because, you know, right. arrow is awesome. Um, <laughs> and uh, he's a heel right. who doesn't have any friends. So like, marami akong rivals. So, so parang real life down, eh? Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, my... imitating life. No, the funny thing is, though, if you're a heel, your default opponent's um, on normal TV shows are, are baby faces and vice versa. No, then, as uh, it should be, yeah. As it should be. But you can be in a rivalry against a fellow heel, which is kind okay. of weird. No, no. no it's, not, it's not... You're a dick. I mean, it's like, not otherworldly impossible like, if you Owens, have no friends. No, Owens would do that shit. Uh, funny you mentioned Owens because I actually ended up being in a rivalry with Tyler Breeze and then Kevin Owens. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, I, um, that's nice. and that's how I won the NXT title. Uh, wow. So that happened, and then um, you compare that to say WWE um, to NBA 2K16, because it's napaka dynamic din ng my career sa WWE 2K. NBA 2K goes in the opposite direction this and, year. Yeah, th- this year, and takes oh, you through okay. the Spike Lee joint bullshit. Yeah. Well, it's it is bullshit. No, I, I think no, I think 
they thought it would be a hit. No, Since it's okay. It's conceptually, it's a hit. In theory, yeah, in theory, in theory, it's like yeah, it's something different. It's something interesting. But at the there's same time, there's a story, time, right? There's a story, but you don't get invested in it because you have no say in the outcome, right? Okay. At all, it doesn't affect. It doesn't. Anything. It doesn't affect anything. Like say choosing your high school team, and then you play what basically four squash squash games, and then you get to the point where they let you choose a college, a college, and then you can't even stay on. Like another year or finish a four year career. So you're, you're just really a one just, and done. You're, you're really one just following the script. Yes. Yeah. And so I don't you, like that. It, would... It's not it's not as fun as you'd think. Okay. okay. Even yeah. though it is a little bit more compelling than say in previous years where it's just you trying to you're pl- trying to make get it by. big, right? Yeah. Or make it through the D League or make it through uh summer but league those, and all that. Yeah. Those narratives are good enough on their own. You, you just need to spice them up with a few I don't know, a few more devices. Yeah. I think they tried to spice it up too much because imagine you're an Asian guy, which is what the three of us are, and you try to create your Mm. own player, Mm. and then your default family is African-American, and you're like, this doesn't make sense that I have a twin who's black and I'm Chinese. adopted ka. No, they actually mention as in your mom in the game actually mentions I knew that my son was the one kicking me in the womb. Yeah. Uh, it's it's actually that blatant. Uh, oh, Yes, it's kind of racist, but I'm okay. Well, and, and your so default all, 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 most up and coming basketball players were black. True, from, from a low income family in oh, New York. Exactly, like Jesus, really? Not just not just any place in New York, Harlem. Harlem, thank you, uh, Harlem. Harlem. And your That's best friend, specific. and your best friend is the guy who always gets into trouble, who you have to bail out, and ends up dead at the end of your rookie season. Now, these in Tony Hawk Underground, parang it didn't matter. The story didn't matter. I mean, you know, the story at didn't the end dictate. Of the, day. No, the story didn't dictate who you were. Yeah, but here it's just uh, hell. They dictated your fucking name. Yeah. Oh, seriously? Yes. yes. I know. Frequency vibrations. I nickname. No, no. that's the name. That's talaga. your name. What? Yes. You can still choose. You can still choose a name, and then the announcers do it like Romeo Murad, starting five. Yeah, pero yung still do mo. that. But, but then, it does. So you need a nickname. Mo. But everyone refers to you. No, everyone like um, the commentary team refers to you as frequency vibration or freak. You know, nickname yeah, freak. F R E Q. Yeah, I was thinking about that already. Freak. Right, and then uh, and then all of your friends are F O F S. Friends of freak. <laughs> yeah. so what is the gimmick here? The gimmick is that Spike Lee took creative control and just ran with it. Is he, does, and, has and, Spike Lee ever played a video game? <laughs> I don't know, but here's 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 where it gets really good. Oh. At the end of your rookie season, everything just still continues, but with so much less involvement cinematically. Mm. Na parang Say, for example, you make your first All-Star game or you make the finals or you win an MVP. There's no cinematic or change or, you know, anything that affects the decision. Like, oh, yeah, I want to move teams now. You can't do that. You can't just dictate your course. It's not as cinematic and dramatic as it was in your rookie year. Yeah. So they over-invested in that first year where people try to play as much as they can. And then after that, it's like, do whatever the fuck you want. Exactly. Um, because we were talking about how dynamic 2K, uh, WWE 2K16's My Career Mode wait, wait, is wait, now. Any, any finish on character? Mo? Is it the Mellow Touch? No, no, no. It's not the Mellow Touch. <laughs> I mean, that would have been, been a good... I was good looking for the, the equivalent of the Beaumaye, and the closest I could find was the Knee Trembler. Oh, no, yeah, but there's, yeah, yeah. There's, a, there's a download package coming out that I saw recently that would have the Beaumaye. Yeah, it's coming out probably early 2016. So in yeah. the meantime, I'm going to have to... Uh, Use the knee trembler as the mellow touch. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. The knee trembler is a great move. Yeah. It is a great move. I love it. 
So, so there. Um, anyway, uh, we've got a lot of things happening on the podcast. We're going to talk about one of the hottest takes in the world of wrestling in just a bit. You may have, uh, you may have seen it. Heard about it? Talked uh, to some friends about it. We'll sit down with our friend Renzo from Play FM. He'll, he'll be joining us in just a bit. That, along with the best and worst in wrestling this week and our picks of the week. This is episode 88 of the SGP podcast. Stay tuned. We're sitting here with one of the newest writers in the Smart Henry bullpen. That's what we like to call, uh, you know, our, our little team of writers. His na- uh, he's actually a friend from one of the neighboring stations uh, from Play FM. We met him sometime earlier this year, and now uh, we're happy to introduce him on the podcast as the newest writer of our theme song Tuesdays column. Renzo Magnaya from Play FM joins us on the podcast. Yay! What's up, Renzo? Thank no you very much for applause. We me. don't do can applause. What? Here. I don't. Have, I don't get a pop. No, no, you, you get a pop. No, no, no. You get an in-house pop. In-house, in-house pop. pop. In-house oh, internal pop. Okay, Stan Camastro, thank you so much pop. for having me. And we've been trying to get uh, get this to happen for quite some time. Yeah, I know. We're finally excited now. Happening. It's finally happening. Yes. Right, so tell tell the people a little something about yourself. Uh, let's start off with your fandom. Like, how did you get started watching wrestling? Because every, everybody who reads your columns knows you've been passionate about the industry since you, know, since, since you were young. But where, where did this all start? Uh, so it started back... Um, right before WrestleMania 19, I started watching, I believe. And I just remember watching it on one of those obscure channels on TV. Before it wasn't even on, before it was on Jack TV, before it was on any of that, you'd have to catch it on some weird channel that was past my channel 40. Indy Shah Star World. Yeah, Indy Star World. That, uh, and then mm, I'd watch whoa. a lot of it. I got interested in some of the stories. And I remember, the f- I think one of the first ever storylines I got through was when Goldberg interrupted The Rock's celebration mm. after WrestleMania 19. I just remember being so into it, and then I just fell right into it. I just started watching Raw every week. I'd, I'd have to actually set the VCR to tape Raw Monday nights because mm. it would go on so late, way past my bedtime. It just, yeah, basically. And this was the time that Raw was like two or three weeks delayed, but I was on tape delay. Yes, yeah, it was. And, and it was also very risky. I mean, we'd still get the, you know, bits of the... Uh, the more not child friendly, the non PG stuff. Exactly, because it was it was it was on its way it out. It was on its way out. It was on its way out. But then that's still, hmm, yeah. You get the risque stuff. I mean, you still had the odd Tory and Sable brand panties matched about. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But so, then at that point, it would have been Trish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Silla, their generation. Yeah. So who are your early favorites? Oh, early favorites. Kane has got to be like all time favorite, just ever since you know the start. Uh, Ooh. His 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 tag team with the Hurricane was always so fun with me, <laughs> and uh, what else? I really enjoyed Goldberg. The Rock was also just another staple. Uh, Steve Austin was also great. I'm thinking of all the other obscure ones that I, that I remember. Excuse me, bless you. Excuse me. We can edit that out. <laughs> we don't have to. But yeah, just uh, just seeing all the ca- even Test was a favorite of mine, and I, I had no idea he passed away already. Yeah. Like, Recently. When did you find out? <laughs> I was Googling when I got back into WWE. Oh, yeah, that I was Googling yeah. all the old wrestlers mm-hmm. that I used to watch, and I found out that a lot of them passed away. I was like, holy crap, I didn't even know. Not but a lot of them. I, well, I mean, yeah, I'd say yeah, yeah, a, a handful. But yeah, it's, it is an unfortunate situation. True. So yeah, test. Yeah, test. Yeah, dead. 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 <laughs> I'm like, where do we go from there? No, no but uh, um, what was it about wrestling that got you hooked? Like, was it the stories? Was it the good versus evil bit? Was it the promo work? 
Wow, I mean, that's actually a good question. I mean, I've always just watched wrestling and just enjoyed it, but never actually asked myself the... Like, what's that one thing? Yeah, exactly. It's not just the one thing. It's all just a diverse set of characters as well. I mean, the last thing that I ever noticed about it was, I mean, a lot of people used to watch it for you know, the girls and, and all that stuff. That's what get them hooked on it. The but then when I, when I started watching it, I mean, I just, I just enjoyed the drama, enjoyed the spots, the fact that the matches could just turn around anywhere. I mean, my favorite spots ever were just people being slammed through announce tables. That was just my favorite of mine. I'd even, I, I just, it felt like it was me playing with a bunch of toys, just slamming on each other, making storylines. And it's just nice to see that on TV and just all these ridiculous characters like, Kane, the Undertaker, being you know coming to life. So, is it safe to assume that you had a small toy collection of WWE toys? Yes, I had the ladder, I had the table Wait, as well. So you had all of those? Man, yeah, I, I only wish I had them. I, I'd make my own spots and everything, and I just like I'd, I'd whisper my own commentary as Jr. Like, oh my god, and just like <laughs> cl- cl- like slam these toys together. He was the kid in the commercials. <laughs> I was the kid in the commercials. All right? that. Yeah. Um, from from all those spots, all those matches, what were the the first ones that stood out that made you truly become a fan. Okay, I, I, I already know one just immediately that popped into my head. Anything with Shane O'Mac. <laughs> okay. Anything with Shane O'Mac. Like just... the monster drop spots. I, yeah. I haven't heard that in this podcast. Oh, yeah. yeah. People, literally people just like, don't see. Yeah, literally him just falling off of like a rafter. Like him oh. trying to jump on Kane at Unforgiven, was that? During yeah. the last yeah. night's match. Yes. And uh, and what else? Him doing the coast to coast to Kane with the garbage can. Oh, oh man. Dude. just those, Shane O'Mac is just really... Was he underrated technically? I mean, I'm not sure. Uh, in terms of hardcore spots, was he? I think well, he was. A, he was he more was, of a spot monkey than yeah, anything he, else. He never yeah. really knew how to wrestle. Yeah, he was. Yeah. I mean, he had his moments. He had his value as a McMahon. But no, then, no, he was. He had value because he was crazy enough to take all those risks. Yeah, and nobody asked him to because he, he was what he the didn't son of need the owner. to. He didn't need to. But it's passion at the end of the day. And this is even before I knew about his old angle where he bought. WCW and right. kind of you know so reading about that made him even more awesome and what else do I remember there was this uh, oh anything with mankind as well because I oh. remember there was one nice. episode of Raw where they gave him his m- kind of like a memorial like not memorial sorry this is your life tribute yeah there you go the one with the, his, uh, the this one, is your the one with the rock yes before WrestleMania twenty yeah. yeah and watching that and I actually got to talk to mankind before what, what? what? yeah okay yeah. this is a good st- yeah wait, he, okay wait we've what? never heard this story and we've known you at least <laughs> well Rowan myself at least a year Stan yeah, even uh, longer no yeah. like half yeah a year so so, so, okay, yeah. Let us, so let us talk about yeah. this conversation with Mr. Mrs. Foley's yeah. baby boy so they were here. Uh, what, year, what, what year was the first time they came here? Um, 06? 06, yeah. 06, yeah. 06, yeah. 06 okay. First time is for, for our generation, yeah. Okay, so that was the very first time they came here. Yeah. Right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so they were here in 06, and my dad, who was still working as Jeremiah Jr. in 99.5 RT, he had Mankind on the show. He had Mick Foley no guest way. on his show. Wait, yeah. so he was in this building? He was in this building. He was right oh. across. He was right across. He was Fucking the, hell. Yeah, he was, on, he was in the RT booth. Now, this time, now all this time, we it's... Did not know. <laughs> yeah. You got to show me the chair he sat on. Oh, uh, yes, yes. I will. <laughs> exactly. Is it there? Stayed. Yeah, it's, it's, it's somewhere there. Does and it fold? It, <laughs> unfortunately, but he's going to find a way to make a hardcore spot out of that. Oh, but, that's true. That's true. Uh, he was on my dad's show, and I remember this one particular spot, not spot, but, you know, part in the interview where he was talking about a certain match he had and he had a hard time remembering what match it was he said i had this match with the rock where i was getting hit over the head repeatedly and then i kind of whispered under my breath i said 
the I Quit match. And then he turns to me and goes, oh, yeah, the I Quit match. He points at me, and I'm just like, oh, fuck, you just acknowledged my existence. I started freaking out. So, man, that even just excelled my love for professional wrestling even more. But I, 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 I'm glad that I've gotten to talk to Nick Foley. So we have one, we have two degrees self-separation. Yeah, yeah, from, from Mick, to Mick Foley. Foley. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, that's on this hot. podcast. How did this happen? How did Mick Foley end up getting interviewed in, in media, our team? Media tour, I would guess. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Media tour? No, it was they, media there, tour. There had to be a media tour at some point because back in that time... Oh, no mind. Everyone you know, came ra- through, you know? Yeah, everyone came through for radio. Right. Yeah, I just remember my dad telling me that, hey, I'm going to have Mick Foley on the show. And I said... Can I skip school? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I went along. My sisters went along with me as well. And we had a photo with him. And Do you have this photo? I have the photo at home. And uh, he actually, um, he actually, I had to stay behind him. Yeah. And half of my face was covered by his hair. <laughs> well, crap. <laughs> and he signed a notebook of my sister. And we still have the piece of paper on her closet drawer. And it said, uh, it just has a smiley face. And it says, sock. And then he signed it. Wow. It was so cool. Was just, oh, man. Was this uh, a time when you and Inca were in radio already? Uh, no, way, way before that. I was I was around like 11 or 12, I think. He had to be because yeah, yeah. we were about... Yeah, we were like we were, oh, we were in yeah, high school. Was, was actually, so yeah, young. we were in high school. Yeah, yeah, yeah actually, super, now that I think about young, it. Yeah. Wow, wow, this guy is super young. Compared to us, I know. Oh, Jesus no, well, Christ. Not that. It's like a couple of no, years. No, you're 12, 12 okay, years old. Okay, wait. For the benefit of our listening audience, okay. how old are you today? I am 22. Today. Jesus, that's not so bad. That's not that bad. That's yeah, but twenty-two and, and to be in, to be in yeah. radio for like three years is oh, it's still is different, huge, right? Like yeah. you're still one of the outliers in the business. Oh, Let's talk about that quickly, because uh, yeah, I, like I mentioned, you've been in, in the radio industry for quite some time. How did you get your start? Um, and and you know, um, let's let's establish that you're a second generation radio mm-hmm. personality. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I basically grew up in this building. I I'd come here with my father and my mom almost every day for their shows and I just grew up loving radio I grew up being around that kind of energy and that mentality uh, just to appreciate music and radio and I didn't think it was a career option for myself at one point but then I started seeing myself gravitated towards it more and then I decided to try out one day and then I guess they liked me enough to put me on did you ever have to go through a student jock program uh, like in RT, it was called the farm at the time. Right? Yeah, yeah, there was a farm, but then they were. This was already when they were play. They turned into play already, and then they were immediately looking for like, oh, we need a male jock. Yeah, right away, who we can train and maybe just you know put on. And then I said, all right, maybe I'll give it a try. And then I had to audition. Of course, I had to audition. There was no special treatment. I didn't get any McMahon treatment or anything like that. But then I was there. I auditioned, and then I was trained, and yeah, I came with DJ. But how was it like uh, being a second-generation personality? Because um, in any business, yeah. there, it, it, it doesn't happen often, Deban. They have a second-generation guy. Mm-hmm. So did you feel any pressure, especially from, say, management or, or from people who knew your folks? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, whenever uh, our bosses would talk about my dad, I mean, my, my parents are considered legends in, in, in yep. the radio industry. Yep. Yep. And... As much as I appreciate when people mention that, I get kind of awkward when people mention it because then I figure, you know, I want to make a name for myself. I want to, you know, separate myself. And you are. Yeah, thank you. I am. And I just don't want people to assume that just because I'm a second-generation DJ that I'm automatically going to be good or that, you know, I I have this, you know, that I'm suddenly better than people who have been in the industry for longer. Totally isn't like that. But, you know, slowly I'm, 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 I'm getting there, I guess. But you've, uh, you've had experience training then, like some of the student jocks. So um, say you're training someone from scratch, yeah. and then you compare that to someone like yourself who has been around the business Ooh. ever since you were a child. How different is it um, stepping into, let's say, the booth now? You have the stock knowledge mm-hmm. from being around your folks as opposed to a total newcomer. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, there is... I've actually noticed that before when people talk about radio. If you ask, you know, just a regular person what they think a radio announcer sounds like, they have a completely different, you know, thought in their head. Like, the way they read it back to you, it's weird. It doesn't sound like what radio DJs sound like. Does it sound like the Ovation Productions guy? It does sound like the (laughs) Ovation Productions guy. I was joking. Yeah. (laughs) But a lot of them, you know, give this weird, like, oh, this is the song now, and we're going to play this, and this is the station. It's not natural. It's not, yeah, exactly. It's It's not natural. You think people would actually hear someone on the radio. No, because, I I think it's because, you know, when, when you're listening to the radio, when you're listening to the radio, like, as a, how do you say this, unindoctrinated listener, it's just... It goes. Yeah. It's part of the ride. As opposed to when you're trying to read it. And I know the difference because of Stan, mostly. Because when you're listening to Stan on the radio, it's really like he's part of the background. But at the same time, there are moments that, you know, it pops out. Right. That's true. That's true. Because does anyone that, actually know the guy? Does anyone know him? Um, I know someone who does. Oh. I know a couple of people who do. So. I, w- I wonder what his TF is per spot. No, no, no. On the record, he, the owner is the VO. Yeah, that's oh, him, dog. Wait, right. so it's RJ? No, no it's, it's not, not RJ. RJ. No, no, no. Oh, okay. RJ's just a sponsor. He's yeah, like yeah. a best friend, I guess. Okay. Yeah, but uh, see, Ovation <laughs> guy actually does the VOs, and he's particularly proud that he doesn't have to pay anyone to do the VOs. Wow. And it's so horrible. I'm sorry. You know, he's like, you know what I realized? He's like, he's like the EA sports guy of like, the, the, of, of concert commercials. But the EA sports guy is great. Yeah. yeah but and then, the like, EA sports guy has other things. That's true. That's true. But then when you hear EA sports, you know it's going to follow. It's in the game. Right. But with him, when you, so, when you say <laughs> Ovation Productions, you already hear it. Ovation Productions. It's Incubus <laughs> Combo Band. There you go. Yeah. 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 Like any band, like you can make, you can, you can make the vamps or like One Direction sound like they're from the 70s. Yeah. He can, yeah One exactly. Direction <laughs> band. <laughs> but to Thanks. be fair, not to be fair, in the, lately, they're not going to be Yeah, there's, there's another guy. Yeah, there's another guy. One of his games, games, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> God, how cheap can this guy get? I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> sorry, sorry. We, we digress. Yeah, we, digress, we, digress. we digress. Anyway, um, back to you. Yeah. Let, let's, let's talk about um, your family again in radio because I know, I know there was a time you and Inca were partners. Yes. Yeah, you hosted a show called Grounded. So how is mm-hmm. that like? Because that was always something that uh, that intrigued me. That and you're on air together. Yeah, it was really fun. It was a uh, it was a concept that we thought about beforehand. It w- I wasn't put straight into that show right away. Uh, I I had a couple of solo shows on the weekend, and I also boarded with Little Joey on the air in the afternoons. But then they kind of figured, why don't we put the siblings together and see how it sounds like? And it sounded pretty great because we're just so used to annoying each other in short bursts throughout the day at home. So why not just do it on the air? And, and since it works. Yeah, and it works. And since you already have that second nature to sound like announcers, it just translates well on air. So It's yeah. kind of like being Goldust and Stardust. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. And then, you know, you already have that natural rapport with each other and all these... You already know how to push each other's buttons to make them react a certain way or, you know, say a certain thing. And it was just fun to angle a show like that, I guess. So throughout your, your career so far, it's been, what, three, four years? Around three years, yeah. Around yeah. three years. Um, can you say that you, you're you more comfortable as a singles personality or as a tag team personality? <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, thankfully, Jazz isn't here, my co-host. But- oh! 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 Jazz <laughs> I mean, is a nice girl. Yeah, she's, she's great. I Wasn't mean, she going to be here with him? <laughs> yeah, she was supposed to be here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, she, she had to head out, I guess. But uh, Apex traffic and all. Yeah, and but I, being a solo DJ is completely different i mean stan you should you should know this yeah. uh being in control of your show is just a lot more different than having someone else you know with you there because you have to watch out for what they say and you have to make sure that you know what they're going to say next and that you have a i guess natural 
back and forth with each other. But if you're alone, it's easier to just package everything. You know what you're going to sound. You know what you're going to say. You know what you're going to put out there. And I guess you know what plugs are coming up next. What songs coming up next? And yeah, it's just yeah. All dialed in. True. Overall, I like being a solo DJ because of the fact that you get more control. But having someone to tag with you is just it's a little different level. It's a different environment, I guess. All right. Um, now. Uh, let, let's continue on with the wrestling analogies in radio because this is something I like talking about oh, yeah. you know, with, with, with people who uh, who get what I'm trying to say. So I, I, I've mentioned this on the show before. Now, when you talk about um, federations in wrestling and FM radio, magic is pretty much WWE when yeah. it comes to like talk radio or, or pop. And then I um, we we can have differing opinions on this, but mm-hmm. I've always seen play as like NXT. Just because um, a lot of the Play FM jocks either had some sort of connection with Magic in the past, mm. or or get called up to Magic. Oh, okay. So you have that yeah. you have that little connection, and um, parang, parang younger versions. Even though the format is kind of different, mm-hmm. and then the rest of us, yeah, uh, and then you have RX, who's TNA, because mm-hmm. lol TNA. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> No, but it's just, I just know, had to say it. it oh, so I guess we know who's not hiring you. Yeah. <laughs> and then the rest of us. Not that Stan wants to jump ship. No, just I'm just saying in the future. The rest of us, uh, from Mellow to, to Jam to Wave, the other niche stations are kind of like the indies. Mm, true. Right? Yeah, so yeah. so how is that like for you? Like, uh, say, um, yeah, you're a wrestling fan too, and you, you've, been in, you've been around the business. What do you think about an analogy like that? I, I think it's pretty cool that you think, you know, of it that way. And... I gotta disagree with play being NXT. I mean, if you think about NXT, you're thinking of a brand that now has you know people who are in main events for the main roster and Raw and everything. But with play and Magic, it's it's two different brands entirely. Like, I mean, you know, it's it's hard to explain. It's not it's hard to explain without possibly getting myself in trouble at work. But then, <laughs> but. Let's say you're not going to get trouble. Let's try not to get you fired. Yeah, within yeah. the realms of what you can explain. Sure. I mean, yeah, Magic. In terms of talk radio, they are the big league. So you guess, I guess, you can say they are the raw. They are the main brand of yeah. you know, radio. With play, I guess it is kind of like NXT for the talk radio aspect of it. I guess. I mean, there are. Is there a radio station that is also just purely music and less talk? Melodin, I mean, uh, um, th- there are some of them. I mean, if, if they don't try to meet that balance between talk yeah. and just all music and all that, Meron every now and then. Well, we're one of those that tries to find the balance, but, you know, um, at some point we kind of have a hard time telling where we fit in the spectrum. You know, the only, the only guys who just play straight up music and barely talk are J100. Oh, Shemfrey. Yeah. yeah. No, but, so that, but no, that's the thing. old that's people don't like talking. Exactly. <laughs> no, no, the old no, people don't true. like talk. Seriously. Yeah. They, no, they don't. But that's the thing. They're the only station that really just, you tune in just to listen to classic music. Well, you have crossover, na, you know, very, very minimal, short minimal. ad-libs about easy rock. Does Easy Rock do that? Easy Rock. I was going to say Master's, uh, Master's Touch, but then I realized they play like classical three hours music. of classical music and then an hour of like a Bible story yeah. and then three hours of classical <laughs> music again. But then I guess it's all like, I was thinking you can differentiate talk radio and and CHR radio in, in the way you differentiate main rosters like like Raw and stuff and ECW, I guess, where ECW is more hardcore Niche like audience. Yeah, it's like a different type of, of, of professional wrestling, I guess. Right, I.e. Right. Jam 88.3. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah and new before it went defunct. Yeah, yeah but NU, NU was... Sorry to open up those old scars, guys. Sorry. It's <laughs> still not over it? Still not over it. <laughs> no, Never going to be over it. it Never, five. Five years five by years now. Five years. Damn. Shit. You want us to make a hashtag? Hashtag five years. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's hashtag never forget. Yeah. 
fuck y'all niggas. <laughs> no, but no, but for real, for real, it's just fun that you know we're we're getting to talk about radio because some people really think that you know radio isn't the medium worth investing in anymore. Yeah, I mean, so it's it's good to have this type of analysis that we can talk about in the context of wrestling at the same time. Oh yeah, that it's a lot of fun. Like it, you know, it always tickles my brain. Um, let's let's shift gears a bit and talk about wrestling because okay. uh, yeah, we we established your background. We uh, we established that actually right now for Smart Henry. Let me let me ask you like um, how is it like for you starting out and writing the theme song Tuesday's column? Because uh, the way I saw it, uh, the reason why I thought of recruiting you to to join the group is because you know your way around music, you know your way around wrestling. Why not? merge those two interests and you know uh, put them to use yeah I really like your reasons for getting me behind TSD that makes a lot of sense that I both know how to describe music I guess and, and look at it in, through the eyes or ears of a DJ and I also know my way around wrestling and people's characters and stuff it's, it's interesting that I get to now write about it I mean growing up listening to music that my father would show me and then watching wrestling after that it's funny seeing these two literally merge together into one and i get to do that so it's pretty cool question because you're writing themes on tuesdays what would be your theme song i was gonna ask that if you ever if you ever get the chance say in pwr or somewhere else what would be your theme song go-to theme song it's already in it's already in smackdown versus raw firefly by breaking benjamin Yun yung theme song ng ng Korean Oh god, that's Firefly. Would you shine your light? Ah, I could I I was I was gonna edit in a clip. I was I was gonna edit in a clip of that song, but you just belted it out. So thank you for making my job as editor easier. There's this there's this joke, the running joke that me and my sisters used to have. Like, what if there's one episode of Raw or SmackDown where Literally none of the wrestlers had their entrance music on stock. On stock, so yeah. Yeah. they'd have to come out singing it themselves. I just imagine <laughs> Kane walking out going. Just walking down the ramp. We mess around like that, basically. Hold on, are you sisters both wrestling fans? Then, uh, yeah, I mean they're not as into it currently as I am. Mainly, I'm the one who's following it now. But they were into it before I was, and they would show me some stuff, and that's how I got into it as well. My parents also were were into professional wrestling. Oh no, both way. both your both. parents? Yeah, both my parents. Oh, and, awesome! That's cool. And uh, but Incredibly eventually, supportive family there. Yeah, supportive family. But my dad would still do the usual and one one fake one and fake man and yeah, like, when has it ever been real? Yeah, yeah. I know. Like, it's, there's literally a demon from hell. Are you telling me that that's real? Like, and he drags people underneath the ring, exactly to hell. Yeah, yeah. On an annual basis, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. So uh, you mentioned earlier that there was a time where you kind of fell off and stopped watching, and then you just recently started watching again. So what happened? Why did you stop? And how did you get back on board? I have, uh, I, I have actually two words for the reason why I stopped. Vicky Sorry. Guerrero. <laughs> okay. Oh. Yeah, I don't know why she, she turned you off that much. Yeah, I mean, I just I couldn't, I didn't, I couldn't. It was really wasn't rolling for me the story, and I believe I stopped watching after WrestleMania twenty, and maybe a couple of months right after, after. Yeah, oh, okay. a couple of months after WrestleMania twenty, even before uh, Batista got a shot at the title and said, yeah, and yeah. everything. But I watched. I think I watched up until. A Royal Rumble where it there were, it ended with a double elimination, right? Right. Yeah, and then yeah. Vince. Tore his quads, quads. <laughs> getting into the ring, just sat down there and stuff. But yeah, that's where I stopped watching, and then I tried to get back into it. And then I saw some stars like uh, John Morrison, and I know Carlito was getting a big push, and John Cena was that around the time when John Cena was getting yeah. pushed as well. And I just didn't see myself getting back into it. But I really regret missing so many aspects about you know 
what it was before that time, like uh, AJ Lee. I totally, I completely this is, AJ This Lee. is why you have the internet. Yeah, true. That's yeah. why you have the internet. 4,000 hours of the WWE Network. <laughs> exactly. Available for the low, low price of $9.99. Get your first month free. <laughs> and, and yeah, I, I missed, uh, I missed the, the, the start of The Shield as well. Uh-huh. I, missed, I, missed Dan- I missed the entire Daniel Bryan run. Oh, you, you just just yeah. get the DVD of Yes, 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 and then you'll, you'll be yeah, okay. you'll be fine. Yeah, that's why when Stan asked me to start writing for TST, I was like, are, are you serious? I mean, I missed out literally... Everything that is now important, in but, but that's but not true. No, that's not true. true. You're you're. You say it it, it you're, doesn't end. It, it true. Know? Yeah, wrestling never end. ends. And now you you're getting to see all of this NXT yeah. transition of talent, which oh, is yeah. which is a very exciting time. Actually, no. When you think about it, uh, what you're seeing now is actually I would say better than what you missed before. Oh, yeah, actually. So was it? What, how was the Vicky Guerrero era of? Uh, it wasn't remarkable. Design, design, I mean, yeah. what was happening with her story? Can someone just give me like a quick run she through? Just, of what? Yeah, you y- tipong boss. Now, the minute she she spoke, she everyone just, just rained booze on her. Yeah, yeah she just, had so much heel heat. Yeah, her voice was just so so shrill. annoying. That was yeah. the point. That was the point. And looking back at it now. That was a fantastic character because mm-hmm. then a heel is supposed to turn you away. A heel is supposed right. to make you go, what the fuck is this? Yeah, yeah. And, and then at some point, she became a cougar and then Dolph Ziggler got involved. Wait, what? Yeah. Yeah, Ziggler got involved. Edge, Edge got, got involved. involved. What year did Ziggler come in? Oh, um, nine. Yeah. Oh, man. Before the shield, Pasha? Yeah, man. This is yeah. Ziggler, huh? This isn't... Yeah, Ziggler came before the shield. Yeah. Way before the shield. Way before the shield. He was oh, like... wow. What was he? When the shield came on, he was on his second run now? Yeah, because the Ziggler started off as the caddy, see Nick Nemeth, uh, Chavo's caddy from like uh, oh. late 05, right after, right after Eddie, Eddie died. died. Before oh. Eddie. No, before Eddie died, when he was um, what's it called? Kerwin White. Kerwin White. Yeah, yeah. Oh. So oh, yeah, you didn't get you didn't get I, to see Kerwin White. I, I missed I missed all of this. Like, okay, so here's just look a, up a, look up Kerwin White. It's the most racist thing in the world. It's not. <laughs> it is it, one of the most. It is not. It no, was it satirical. Yeah. It's still so it, horrible. It made fun of the American dream of like you know the white Americans' dream life. You thought it was racist because say that was the uh, that was the intention. So basically, what I missed was from right after WrestleMania 20, and then I started watching. I know uh, Elimination Chamber right this, this year. year. So yeah. what got you back? Like what got you hooked on again? I heard about Rollins cashing in at WrestleMania 30. Okay. Oh, so that's our fault. And <laughs> what? <laughs> so it's our fault you're back in wrestling? No, I just I just uh, I just saw a lot of memes about it. I saw a lot of posts and I kind of figured that you know things are getting back on track I also heard stuff about the Shawn Michaels Undertaker matches at Wrestlemania right right and I figured you know why not get back into it I can just obtain these episodes online yeah yeah which you can yeah and then I got back into it and I just absolutely fell in love with with Rollins with Reigns Ambrose all of them all everyone who's on there now so right now you're still in the process of really just getting back up to speed yes basically yeah so um, okay, so I know that you've been watching Raw Weekly. Uh, let, let's t- let's talk about this week's episode, okay. and let's jump right into the biggest hot take of the week, which is the closing segment. First of all, it's been it's it's been more than a year since women cl- uh, last closed the show. Last time this happened, you had Stephanie McMahon and Brie Bella closing the show b- uh, before their SummerSlam feud. Mm. Now you have a feud over the Divas Championship, Paige and Charlotte signing their contracts. And the thing that everybody's talking about is Paige's uh, verbal barbs against Charlotte when she referenced Reed and uh, yeah. his untimely passing. Yeah, I mean, that was, uh, that was completely unexpected. But then I know she's getting a lot of shit for it online. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. she is. Online, because... No, I, no, no, I wanted to ask Renzo, because sure. Renzo has been um, one of the mo- more politically correct people, fans. Mm-hmm. Even killed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Even killed. Yeah, yeah, which is more than we can say, actually, for a lot of people, including ourselves sometimes. Yeah. Yep, yep. So I would like to ask you what you thought. Should, did it go too far, in your opinion? In these situations, it's best to ask people who are directly involved with it. I mean, of course, we can't obviously just walk up to... Hey, sure. Yeah, 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 sure. But from, from, my, from my standpoint, it, it wasn't... It didn't seem too far. Okay. That's interesting. Pero, yeah. but, but the question still remains, Falba. Yes, I mean... Because, no, you can say it's not too far, but oh, Falba. Pero, oh, okay. It's supposed to be a foul. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's, what, that's, it, that was, that's what it was building up to. And I think something like that... I mean, I'm a politically correct guy. I mean, I know what it's like to... you know, to, I, I know the difference between something that's just completely offensive and something that's appropriately offensive. So you think context. it's appropriately offensive? Yeah, because they really needed that push for this feud, I guess. And, and if you look at all their other spots before, I mean, previous spots for other rivalries, right. I mean, I remember the Smart Henry... Group uh, also talked about Randy Orton mm-hmm. talking about uh, Eddie Guerrero. Did he? How did people react to that? I wasn't. Oh, it was oh that was that. bad. Yeah, it that was, was bad. bad. The, the words were. Uh, the words were, and I quote: "Oh, you think Ray's looking down on you from up there? Eddie, from Ray, Eddie, Eddie, Eddie. Yeah, Eddie, uh, Ray. Eddie, yeah, Ray. Yeah. You think Eddie's looking up at, uh, looking down up, uh, looking down, down at on you, you from heaven? From heaven. He's not in heaven, Ray. He's in hell." <laughs> How do you even do that? How does that even? And I, th- I, I think the wor- I think the worst part about that one is. Okay, if it were like you know five years down the stretch or something, yeah. three years but, down the stretch, but well, it wasn't one even year. one year. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing; yeah, it's yo. still fresh. But didn't, uh, didn't uh, Charlotte's brother pass away just two years ago? Two years, years ago, ago. so it's still kind of fresh from as well. Heroin. It's kind of fresh, but uh, I would assume. Well, I think it's an appropriate expectation that whoever is affected by it is has you know somewhat moved on by now. Um, it's not as fresh anymore if the wounds are still there. All right, let's bring I, up. That's, that's, I'm, sorry, I mean, it's, it's not for me to say, mm-hmm. of course, because I'm not a f- directly affected by Reed's death. But mm-hmm. I'm saying that it's been two years, and I'm sure, Naman, it's been the pain has been dulled. Let's let's bring in some uh, some layers into the story because mm-hmm. I, I was I was doing some research before we started okay. the podcast, mm-hmm. Ooh, and uh, Elizabeth Flair, the mother of Charlotte oh. and Reed, okay. uh, she actually said that it was foul. Yeah. So she tweeted about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rick Flair himself said that he was crying when he saw it and he that know. he didn't he know. Didn't know yeah. He didn't know. He didn't know that it was going to happen and that he refuses to give an opinion out of fear that it might ruin Charlotte's push. That's actually fair. No, yeah. no, that's part. Yeah, that's part. And well, all of it is fair, of course. Yeah. So what do, you, what do you think about that? Now, Rick Flair has something to say about it, obviously, because that's his son. But then again, he's holding his tongue just because politica parento at the end of the day. It means that Flair understands more, even if he was offended, he understands a lot more than everyone else who is offended. But okay, it's what you got to do to put heat on, to put gas on the fire, which it and, needs, which and the story not, needs. And it's not just gas. Oh. It's fucking kerosene. Oh, uh, yeah. It's, it's just a shit No, but he, gas. Yeah, but Rick understands that you got to do that in order to, no, because I think if it were him, he would have done something similar. You and know? and he's, I mean, Rick Flair quote-unquote dirtiest player in yeah, the exactly, game. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Has done shit like this, but right. not on this level involving Obviously, family. yeah. I'm actually wondering if this is going to be an event that 
let's say, 10 years down the line where Charlotte's going to be guesting on some podcast where she goes... Our oh, podcast? Yeah, or like where, she, where, she goes, where she goes, oh, you know, I totally didn't want to do it, but then Vince made me choose. It's either that or I'm fired oh, or, you know, it's no, one of no, those things. Not, I think it's always the case. It's always the case. But uh, no, no, no. It's not always the case. Then. I mean, if you're uncomfortable with something, obviously you can speak up and say something. With Vince? Yeah. yeah, but would you actually risk your push? That's the thing. Because it, it's not just some, it's not just something that wrestling related. I think it goes even in other industries, like in, in, enter, entertainment in general. No, wait, wait, come on. It's first of all, you're the champion, so they gave you that trust, and they put that, tr- they put their faith in you. So why couldn't they get some? I know. I mean, you know, couldn't the champion have a say in matters? Because which you think you would? Yeah, right? exactly, and. Uh, on top of that, but um, if it's too close to home, you're always free to say no. Like, you know, I think, uh, what, Daniel Bryan was supposed to have this affair angle with Crazy Mary. Yeah, that's kicked, true. They dropped that they dropped right that, away. Like, right after his dad died. Right, yeah. Yeah, the affair was with the girl who ended up uh, auditioning so tough enough. See, yeah. Chelsea. Yeah. yeah. Right. But so, then it's there. It's things like no, that. I mean, I don't think it's as, it's, it's as coerced as you think it is. So when you have a storyline like this or when you, we have something like this and we all know that wrestling is large, largely influenced by whatever happens in real life, where do we draw the line? Looking at Renzo, where would you draw the line in terms of what is morally acceptable or socially acceptable in, when you try to get your yeah, heel Yeah, when you're trying to offend some people. True. I think it, you have to take a look at it in terms of what the current issues are in social culture. I mean, right. if, you're, if you're going to make... Example, if, if WWE is going to make a homophobic joke... In an already homophobic society where the fans are, you know, kind of uh, on the fence, yeah, on the fence about it, then that would be kind of pushing it. Or if you make a joke about women being, you know, not being as good as the men when they're already trying so hard to, you know, do that. I guess it's all in context. Uh, with, I guess, to draw the line, you really just have to figure out what you're talking about first. You, it really depends on which topic. But then on the topic of of Reed, right? Reed's Reed's the brother's name. On the topic of Reed's death, it really is just all dependent on the Flair family and how they felt about it. It depends on who's saying it, you know? I mean, and how it's said. (laughs) And what is the intention on saying it? Because if it were... It it was right that Paige was the one who said it because it would cause a negative reaction. Which is only right because she is supposed to be the antagonist in the story. If it were someone like, say, Cena, who is who is known to have displayed scumbag behavior on occasion uh, as a face, as a good guy. If he makes a tasteless joke like that, that's where you push it too far. Unless the intention is to push him over the edge. That's true. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but, and that's there, the thing. That's the go. thing. There you go. Because um, I think this this harkens back to what we used to say as seeing it objectively as a text. Yeah. That in this case, it's just very hard to look at wrestling as, as wrestling's sake in this situation. Because there's, yeah, I mean, you know, would they? Well, you know, right now there's actually a, a lot of backlash, and the reason why we're talking about this is all the flack and all the backlash over the angle. And it's it's funny that this is the case because there are there are very vocal sections of the internet who on both sides. On both sides. No, particularly the people who are like, I miss the Attitude Era. Or I miss, I miss it when people were more risque, when they would push the boundaries. And yet, now you have something like this, which is controversial and really pushes the envelope. And now people are crying foul about it. I think it's more, we've, it's more that because of the PG era, we've gotten used to a safer version of the WWE on both you know, a working level and a, 
dialogue level. Like I'm talking overall dialogue, not just you know talking. Yeah. But the way that it's run now, like scripted, the way that it's constructed, it just feels like you know this is pushing it, but this is the limit, and then this is gray area already. It's not completely over the edge. Oh yeah, we're going attitude area. Redux part two. But is this, I think uh, the question we can also ask Renzo is do you think, well, you liked all the stuff before, uh, all the ruthless aggression era stuff. Is there a place for this, do you think? I think there is. I think, I mean, if, what are we defining as ruthless ag- uh, aggression uh, era stuff? When you were watching. Like, when actually, you were watching. That's, that's, the, that's the. I mean, we're talking about the themes, the language. Oh, yeah, sure, that, sure, well, sure. that yeah. too. But it's it's really that, um, how do you say this? That seg. That Run of time that you were peak interest. Uh, have you guys? Do you guys uh, follow what culture? Yes. Yeah. Every now and then. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Adam made a video talking about uh, PG wrestling, the PG era right. of wrestling, yeah. and I believe he said that PG, the PG era, is actually good for professional wrestling. He says it's it's good because it promotes more creative matches, right. more creative promos, ways that we can work around. Uh, what do you call that? Work around being creative without having to be crass, without right. having to be violent and stuff. Not I mean, I miss kids. the ruthless aggression area. Yeah, I mean, I, I miss the ruthless aggression area. But then, watching what we have now and rewatching what has been done, the WWE is capable of so many great stories, so many great spots. I guess, and at this point, I guess we just need a, a slight offensive push every right, now and then, yeah. a slight shocker, yeah. just mm-hmm. to keep things Compelling. feeling raw, right? Because no pun intended. Yeah. But then, uh, but then, <laughs> I was gonna say, hmm. yeah, because we're we're talking about a modified reality here. Because it's it's confusing with wrestling. Because it's we all know it's fake. It's supposed to be taken as fake. But then when we throw in something like Paige talking about right. Charlotte's actual dead, dead brother, brother and yeah. making fun of him and involving it in that story, it kind of makes you wonder. Okay, how? What are we supposed to think of this? It, this is supposed to be fake. But then you've just referenced mm-hmm. an actual tragedy and made fun of it. So what are we supposed to? get out of this. What do you guys think the WWE wanted the fans to react to? I mean, like, how they exactly. want to react? Exactly. What, exactly what we're getting now because that pushed Paige over the moon. She was trending worldwide after that segment. And what the the WWE likes nothing more than their stuff and their stuff trending on social media. Yeah, and more importantly, um, to your point, the, the reason why a lot of uh, a lot of wrestlers don't get the reactions that they want to get is because fans are pahul, right? oh, We, we boo the baby faces and we cheer the heels. Kevin Owens is like one of the best examples. What? A, a lot of us a lot of us are fans of Kevin Owens, even though we're technically supposed to boo the guy. So um, and and then you have Paige, who also still gets cheered even though she's effectively turned heel. So this is like one thing for her to do where. Um, if, if you were to still cheer Paige after what she said, you have to question your soul, question your morality as a human being. Right. You're a bad person if you're cheering for Paige. Yeah. But then you got to think about it like you're not cheering for the fact that – I mean it's just an angle that you can right, think yeah, of. Yeah. You're not cheering the fact that she made fun of the, the tragedy. You're cheering more the fact that – She had the balls. Shit. Yeah, you're now a bad guy. This is awesome heel writing. Not – I mean obviously the tragedy was terrible and I wouldn't actually do that in real life. But exactly. then – as a character, as someone who is supposed to be a, an asshole, that's an asshole yeah, thing to do. I guess. And you're cheering, you're, just, you're cheering for the actress. Eh? You're cheering the actress's ability to act and what she was made to act. Yeah. Right? Speaking of Charlotte's acting, man. Oh, Charlotte's yeah, acting. I thought so it was bad. good. No, yeah, no I mean, like, yeah, it was good. I thought it was good. Yeah, I thought it was good. I, 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 no, no, it was better at that segment because she's been terrible 
Yeah, yeah she, she has been terrible, but but it's just, why it, does she talk so slow? Exactly. Sometimes. Yeah, that's, that's why. That's why. I mean, it's just. I'm so awkward. Yeah. No, you, you, know, you, know, you know how you made her sound? You made her sound like Simple Jack. <laughs> oh! Simple Jack! Meet your Benton Jack? Meet your Benton Jack! Never go full retard. Yeah. Never, ever. Never, ever. Never. Go full but if you notice, if you notice, before Paige said the line, you could kind of tell she, I mean, I don't know there if was I was fire. reading it. But then she was kind of tearing up, I think. The, the moment that she mentioned read herself, she's Yeah. Charlotte. See, Charlotte. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which yeah, I thought was a good touch. I, I already approved. Well, that was real, I think. Yes, yeah. yes. Which is why I approved of, of how they brought Reed into the whole thing because it made Charlotte more sympathetic as a baby face. Yes. And it was a layer that we desperately needed out of the Charlotte character. Out of everyone, actually. Actually, yeah, out of everyone because um, there, there hasn't been a lot of development to the divas in general. Okay, just to everyone in general. Yeah, every, uh, yeah, actually, I was about to say, you remember how about two months ago we were talking... Two months, a month ago, some time ago, Basta. we were talking about Kane for about two weeks. Yeah, yeah. Two weeks straight of yes. Kane at length. Yeah. This might just be what they wanted, the same reaction they wanted just on a Divas level. The interest, the reignited interest in uh, something that went stale and now it's the hottest thing. Diba? Not really the hottest well, yeah. thing. Well, you know, no, I'm not, I'm not saying hottest thing. Overall, but trending-wise, people talking about it-wise. Oh, yeah, that's true. The same way that we were talking about Kane back. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing. It's, 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 the it's thing. tricky because people might react to it. I mean, the best case, people will be like, oh, that's awesome. She's now a great bad guy. It's going to be an awesome match, good versus evil. The bad thing is people might be, oh, they're just trying hard to be offensive to the point where it actually was and about. And that's the thing. That's the thing. Once Now that the lines are so blurred, that's where WWE makes all of its money. Has made its best money, even. Mm, that's true. I'd say. That's actually a good observation. That, you know, you have all of this gray area. Everyone's confused, but you want more. Diba? You just want to see it, how it resolves. You want to see if this is the blowover, which I doubt it is. But at the same time, you're happy as a fan because now you're invested. Because as of last week, I was just like, eh, Divas Revolution side. I want to see it, but I don't need to see the resolution. Now I need to see the resolution. Which is happening at Survivor Series. Survivor Series. Now, speaking of Survivor Series, you want to get into the tournament and how you know we uh, we found ourselves our Elite Four. So you have Roman Reigns, Alberto Del Rio, uh, Kevin Owens, and Dean Ambrose. Elite Four. We could have gone with Final Four. Four. Uh, I wanted to use a Pokemon reference. (laughs) So, all right. I, at this point, can we say it's a foregone conclusion that we're getting yes. Reigns and yes. Ambrose Rains in the finals? Ambrose, for yes, sure. it's, and there's no way. That's unless, the of course, match, then. unless of it's course, it's legit their biggest match. Yeah, but it's, will you will you buy a scenario where Dean Ambrose is the new authority mutt? No. What? No. 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 At, at this point, people aren't even excited about the result because everyone knows Reigns wins. Lol. But then. Not the matter Reigns wins, lol, but... But then... Yeah. He's going to win the title, and people are more excited about what's going to happen after. Right. Yes. Like how, how is he going to do it? What's going to... How is it going to affect the landscape of the authority and everything? I'm going to be so disappointed if it's just going to be, yeah, we're brothers. Let's hug it out. I want the title. I think you that may be the, the story of it. You know, that's what happens, but then maybe the next night, shit, so uh, I'm turning on you, bro. I hope that happens. I, I hope I hope we get something on the same level as the shield turn with a steel chair. I just right. want the steel chair to be involved. Speaking of uh, Renzo, can I ask who is your favorite? Who are your favorites right now? Oh, right now, 
Kevin Owens. Okay. Learned to love Kevin Owens a lot. Uh, Neville is also great. I mean, their match this week was just bonkers, wow. mind blowing. Dolph Ziggler is also really entertaining. I've actually learned to not like Kane anymore. Kane is, <laughs> I mean, he's he's great. I mean, it's just it's Hall of Famer. That's for sure. But yeah, it's hard to watch. Yeah, Dean Ambrose also very entertaining. It took me a while to get into the New Day, actually. Okay. I mean, was it easy when they first broke into the scene? Was no, it? And it was so hard. Was it, it easy was, for you? It no, it was New Day Day One, though. They no no. Rose, the only guy who's with New Day Day One. Really? Because it, when when they came out, it's just like, oh God, what's this gimmick? They're gospel people now. And then it became, oh, power of positivity. Okay, pop. Yes, I get it. And yeah, then, I was confused about their gimmick for a while, but then. Yeah, I'm it, it, it gets like, better. It gets yeah. better. Someone That's who it. I don't like watching a lot is Ryback. <laughs> mm-hmm. You are not alone. Yeah, you're not alone. <laughs> you're, I mean, I thought, welcome I, to the club. Yeah, I always thought he was just you know well liked because you know feed me more and all that stuff. But that then, you know, <laughs> yeah, when, when he started out, my panahon, my panahon, my panahon nasa. Yeah, pero hindi tamang panahon. Anyway, um, speaking of characters that you like, how about PWR? You've been to a lot of the shows already in the past year. You're are there, regular. Yeah, yes. are, are there any characters that stand out to you? Ken Warren. Ken Warren Ken is just a great, well, you know, hair bias aside, that guy is just, he's great as a heel. I mean, he landed his finisher once. What was it called? The Wi Fi. The Wi Fi. And then I think it was Emma Bayashi who kicked out, I think. I'm not sure. And then he goes, what are you talking about? I did my finisher. Why did he kick out? That was supposed to be number three. And I said, that, that was so funny. Ken Warren is great. Uh, Brian Leo is also really good. Jake DeLeon is a great way of... Uh, it's just a simple character. Mm-hmm. But if you execute it in, in in the right way and with someone like like Jake DeLeon's face, Jake DeLeon looks like... His face is just like... It's like a happy dude. If you, when you see him smile, <laughs> he's, you just want to smile happy with dude. him. Yeah. He's a very happy dude, but... Circumstances being what they are, I don't think he's that happy nowadays. <laughs> oh, oh, because of the uh, because of the, the the title, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I'm looking forward to I'm looking forward to live for sure. So, what do you think? I mean, I mean, uh, from the moment you first walked into Makati Cinema Square for the first show you saw until you know where PWR is today, what do you think about um, you know just the promotion, the fact that it exists, the fact that you know you have these ongoing recurring storylines, champions, and all that? It made me so hopeful for. A local scene here really great. I mean, it, we already do have a local scene here, but then the fact that I saw so many people show up to PWR right. live and the matches were so entertaining and everyone had so much heart and and, and Botch was there announcing. <laughs> it's just a, it was it was it was a great moment. I mean, I saw you up and I heard your speech before uh, the show started. Was it before the show started? Yeah, or after yeah. The, yeah. Hmm. And when I walked in, I saw everyone just there watching PWR and. When I was growing up, I was the only person I knew who liked professional wrestling. I right. didn't have any other. Well, you didn't have pro wrestling friends. No, about it I mean really? they enjoyed playing SmackDown versus Raw with me because you know it was fun. Yeah, but because then, SmackDown versus Raw is the shit. Yeah, but then aside, I mean, like getting One into it seriously, bump. getting into it story wise and spot wise, and really just appreciating yeah. the the art of it is just seeing all these people enjoy that with me was just amazing, awesome. Well, what did you first think of PWR when you first heard it? By the way. When I first heard of PWR, yeah, what was your first show though? Yeah, yeah, what, what was? I watched my first one was live, live. Okay, okay. yeah, I, I watched. Nibarevo X, I didn't, I didn't catch the one where Bombay was it Bombay who leaped off the left off the. No, mayhem, 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 mayhem the second, off, floor. second floor. But I caught, I caught live, and that was a great show. Live was a great show. I mean, I, I, well, <laughs> how do you guys rank live in your? Uh, <laughs> 
Live was explosive. I mean, I, yeah. I thought it was explosive just because we we were at a point where we were turning people away. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, yeah, that was the show. That was that show. Yeah. So we are uh, a fire hazard. Please leave Makati Cinema Square. Yeah, parang ganun. So that was just explosive in terms of numbers. Um, what, what, what are your? So you had these expectations when you came in. What did you think afterwards? So like you, you thought A, B, C, and announced D, F, or something. Okay, so I thought that. I mean, I knew that some of the moves wouldn't be of as perfectly executed right. as I'd see in the WWE. Of course, I was man- managing my expectations, and what I got out of it was. I wasn't disappointed at all. I mean, not just because of the hype, but because of the performances from everybody. The the Imabayashi and who do you face? Uh, Peter versus awesome match. That was so good. That was fantastic. It was them, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Match of the night. <laughs> yes, that, that was so good. And when who did the Alabama Slam? Versosa. Versosa did Alabama yeah. Slam on, on Imabayashi, and I was just so amazed that this was here. It was happening. I mean, I grew up watching this on TV, and here I am watching a live version with fellow Pinoys just sharing the passion, sharing the love for professional wrestling. Is and, of course, your friend Pochis. <laughs> and, of course, my friend Pochis. I'm still, I'm still lobbying for an angle where he gets speared or <laughs> suplexed or something. We need, we, need, we, need, we need something like that, all right? Well, the PWR creative team, they always do, you know, do their rounds. They listen to the podcast. So let's see if they can think of something for good old Poch. Yes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Poch is just a Poch getting speared. Poch getting speared. I still remember when in, in PWR Live when he announced the PHX... He announced the PWR championship match as the PHX championship match. And then he was just like shaking his head. Like, oh, man, I fucked that up. But then, <laughs> but yeah, it was, PWR was a great show. Now, uh, <laughs> you'll, be on, uh, you'll be at PWR Live on the 28th. About. Yes, for sure. So what are you expecting to see or what do you want to happen uh, come November 28th? Number one, I don't want Ken Warren to lose. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you're not a Papa P fan? Like our uh, good friend Chamalas. I know. Magic I know. Jam's a very, very, very big fan of Chris Panzer. But then, I, I've heard people. I'm not going to name names, but I've heard people compare Panzer to be the John Cena of. Whoa, 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 whoa! That's a first. Tell us more. Really? Please, please, no, please, no, because no. Uh, we've all, are, you know, he's looked at himself, or he's trying to be like an HBK, yeah, uh, okay. on his own, but. Interesting, John, John Cena. Cena. Why, 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 why I, I, John I have Cena? never heard that. In terms of the fact that he's being pushed and he's just a very attractive dude, <laughs> the face of PWR and stuff like he's being built up to be that kind of guy. And I don't know. I mean, has that comparison ever? No, 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 no not this first time. This time I've heard it. Yeah. Wow. But now that you mention it. Nah. I, mean, yeah, it's, I, I mean, it's there. Because I see him as like HBK slash Ziggler and Jace. So, you know. Ziggler, yeah, more Ziggler. More Yo, Ziggler yeah. than Cena, for sure. Right. I mean, I've just, I just heard the whole Cena comparison. I was kind of trying to connect the dots myself. But That's then, interesting, though. No, because I think, I think it's because we see, we see him as the wrestling aspect and then the looks aspect comes secondary. True. Because, like, you know, moveset-wise, it's like, no. Yeah, then again, I've only had two shows to base this. You know. But two shows is a lot. Two shows, Two shows a is a lot. Yeah, I mean, considering we've only had, what, five, six shows throughout our run so far. Anyway. Um, Very successful, five, six shows, though. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So how about, um, you know, in, in your WWE fandom, what's something you want to see, say, before the year ends or before WrestleMania? Oof. Or at WrestleMania, even. Yeah. That's a, that's a great question. 
what, what like what do I want to see happen? Yeah, in the something, fantasy something, situation. Yeah. Something realistic you can fantasy book and say, and I want this and this to happen. Okay, um, give me a sec to think about that. I know I had this in the back of my head. Definitely something involving Reigns doing anything other than what he's doing now. <laughs> um, what do I want? I mean, aside from the very typical <coughs> Shield triple threat dream. Because that's everyone's wet dream at yeah, exactly. Oh, dream? If we're going dream, Rollins at the Rumble. I don't think he's going to no, make it, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're talking dream here. Oh, dream, we're yeah. talking dream. Rollins at the Rumble, for sure. And but that, would be, that would be quite intriguing to see somebody go from cashing in money in the bank... To in to good championship run to ah, that's a first. That's a first. They could do that. Yeah. And wow. Well, you need a miracle. Can I ask you? Can, yeah, can, you can I ask you guys that question? Maybe I'll build off of what you. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Oh, yeah. Sure. Something I want to happen before the end of the year. Yeah. Roman Reigns turns on everyone and becomes an authority lapdog. Like the Rock. And, like the Rock. Yeah. He becomes the Rome. Okay. Uh, I want to see Sami Zayn get called up, take the Intercontinental Championship away from Kevin Owens, and then that just builds on through WrestleMania. That would be amazing. Do I want to see uh, James Storm? <laughs> no, no, not even. Because it's my No, but he teased it though for he next did, Monday. He did. He did. He did. Because it's did. Uh, Tennessee, Tennessee, you know, Tennessee. Next Tennessee. Tennessee, or Tennessee. whatever. Hometown of Ruru. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, had to be said. Had to be said. <laughs> That's true, though. <laughs> had to be said. I don't know. I, I don't, appearance imminent. What, what, what are my dreams lately? <laughs> what you got introspective, man. It's not a hard question. You know, I go through these so much. Yeah, yeah. If you read Rose's tiny letter, what are my hopes and dreams? Yeah, I mean, I know I think about these things so much. Let me go through. I don't know. You know what I want? You know what I want? The Dean Ambrose and Dolph Ziggler tag team. Ah, yeah, yeah. That's interesting, actually. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. So you, wow. Turning the question back to you. Okay, if so aside from our dream scenario, aside from the Rollins coming back at the Rumble, which is not going to happen, which is not going to happen, no way, oh no my chance. goodness. Well, I, yeah, I do definitely want to see Reigns turn heel because it's just painful. It's painful seeing him it's try not, it's so not hard. As painful as Jack in the Beanstalk. That was. What? Did you get to see that? No, he didn't. Thankfully, oh God! Thankfully. You, you should. You should. You no, should. you should not see that. <laughs> That was Reigns at his worst. Reigns at what? his absolute worst was he was coating Jack and the Beanstalk. Are you fucking for ten me? minutes? What? Yeah, for yeah. ten minutes, so and happened. then at the so at some point he pulls out suffering Succotash son. <sighs> no, <laughs> no, let's, not get, let's not get into that. <laughs> that actually happened. That actually happened. And on SmackDown. there are still people that still like him. We can cringe watch this, like you know, on another <laughs> it's, time. It's like it's time. so bad. It's worth watching. Yeah. Well, I want. Um, but it happened on SmackDown. So true. True. I'm thinking. I'm just. I'm actually thinking at all the possible angles and storylines because there's so many characters right now. Um, I want to see. Stardust being used again. There you oh, go. Yeah, 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 that yeah, would yeah. be nice. The Stardust section gimmick was so funny to me. He's just there, just holding up a sign. Stardust. Stardust. Were they planning a Stardust Cesaro? Um, yeah, everything got halted though because of the yeah. tournament. Yeah. So, neg pause lahat or neg reboot or you know. Something. Wait, there's my dream for that. I want Cesaro to win the championship. No, yeah, there. There you go. Yeah. Not gonna happen. Fuck you. Is there? <laughs> no, no, not gonna happen Screw this you, year. Camus. Not Is, this year. Screw you, Camus. Is there a particular reason why Cesaro is not being pushed? No, Vince thinks he's boring. No, he's really Vince European. is weird. Yeah. He's European. He's Swiss. 
He drinks too much coffee. By Dr. Dre. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> and and for some reason, for some reason, he's Swiss, and then he wears a Canadian flag on his armband, something like that. Oh, true. Yeah, I've always been confused about his uh, ethnicity. But then no, he's Swiss. Uh, he's Swiss. It's for kid, right? Tyson Kid. Uh, his, his tag, tag team, team partner. partner. Before all of this happened, best tag team of the year, though. All right. Uh, before we wrap this up, how about uh, we ask you to let our listeners know how they can get in touch with you? If, say they want to talk wrestling or if they want to shout out on on the home run. Oh wow! Yeah, you guys can get in touch with me on Twitter. It's at Renzosaurus and. One That's word? it. Yeah, just yeah. one word for Twitter. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Instagram. Oh, other things. At Renzo Soros, everything at nine nine five platform. Right. The usual stuff. All right, and of course you can hear Renzo Monday to Friday six to nine p.m. with <laughs> with Jazz, the home run on uh, Play FM. Renzo, thanks, man. Thanks for thank you guys so thank much. You, thank you. It's so much fun to talk about. I mean, I grew up. I mean, I gotta I gotta say thanks to you guys because right. I grew up just loving professional wrestling and having so many. Thoughts in my head. I mean, just, just to be able it. to talk about these things in person. Yeah. yeah. Well, you are welcome to come back whenever you want. Yeah. I mean, we're just you're, here. You're, yeah, you're right you, across. Whenever the, you're right across. Get our schedules together. Yeah. True. Hopefully, my thoughts even... are more uh, more collected because you know I was watching Raw and I was also playing Fallout Four at the same time. And <laughs> biggest it's mistake. It's hard to concentrate. But can I say final word? What was more offensive to me than the whole Reed yeah, Flair yeah. comment? Was the commentary that night? The commentary it's that night was—it's insane. always that bad. JBL is always. It was specifically. I noticed it was extra bad that particular episode of Raw. But then, yeah, oh, it's just. <sighs> and this is why JBL blocks people like Ro on the Twitter. Oh, yeah, he's <laughs> yeah, he blocked me on Twitter. Actually, hey, Ro, can you give us a rundown of people no, who have no. blocked you on Twitter? <laughs> just him for, and for our knowledge, him and Sardis. No, oh, they're friends. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we got to wrap this baby up in a bit with prediction for, uh, predictions for Survivor Series. Renzo, thanks, man. Thank you very much. Big, big thanks once again to Renzo from Play FM for dropping by and joining us uh, in the SVP podcast. Now, before we give you our predictions for Survivor Series, just some final words and final notes on the page angle. Yeah, yeah. I just want to pontificate on it because I didn't want to hijack the interview too much. Uh, you know, we talked about it and it was nice, but I, it was still about him. So I just want to say that if you're mad at this, it, whatever they were trying to do, it worked. And you know that because you're all good people. You are all good people who think that, uh, you know, morally upright people, uh, upstanding citizens of the so- of society, are not supposed. Us. Yeah, for most of us, are not supposed to trash someone else's dead relatives, especially in that manner. Especially for profit. Right, but here's the thing, though. This is the wrestling universe that we have created for ourselves. This whole thing, the. The main reason why we even have to go that far is our fault, eh? You know what I'm saying? Because we have all rejected what wrestling has been, you know, the stories wrestling had been trying to tell us 10 or 20 years ago. The whole morality tale, we threw that out the window once we started booing John Cena. Once we started booing guys like The Rock for no, being Bret happy. Hart. Or Bret Hart. Or Bret Hart for being happy-go-lucky. Well, I'm not saying we're at fault. Or that they don't deserve to be booed on their own merits. Because sometimes those stories just don't work. This is why what? This is why the Batman series is super dark right now. Gotham is super dark. Yeah, exactly. These are because these are the things that pop that are popping with society. So you're saying basically we are our own worst enemy. Yeah. We, we are Barry Allen. Yes. We but did uh, this to ourselves. Again, I'm saying that it's not all unwarranted. 
because yeah, sometimes we do have to take our our storytelling more seriously. Sometimes uh, black. Uh, sometimes the world doesn't exist in black and white. But we have largely rejected those notions of good and evil. We don't like the Boy Scouts. We don't like Superman for being old school Superman. We like Batman because he is he willing to work. Yeah, he's willing to work within the gray area. And what baffles me now is, all of a sudden, when someone actually exhibits that gray area, or no, not that gray area, but exhibits actual evil as part of a morality play, by the way, because at this point we are still being shown that whoever does or displays this kind of behavior is still a bad guy. That hasn't changed at the very least. And at least the person opposing her is still a good guy. Yeah. And we're offended at that? Why? Because we thought that we think that uh, the WWE is using it for commercial gain, which is true, but they do so by telling stories. We lost the villain, you know? We lost the villain once we started cheering them, once they started wrestling really well. Here's some food for thought lang. Because I, I know that there are still people. And, you know, we have talked to these people who are who, who just find it unnecessary to, to go to such depths. No. Because is it possible to get... Is it possible to be a villain without having to strike this many chords? Yes, but we've seen that before. And we've seen that it's toothless, you know? We it's don't, been rejected. We don't believe in our villains' capacity to be villains anymore. Because... Once we see that they are good at what they do, we cheer them. And how are they supposed to get the reactions they want? That's why Kevin Owens does what he does. That's why he is able to elicit such reactions from Melissa Joan Hart. Because he knows what he's trying to do. He knows that if he does his thing in a way that the fans will perceive it to be good, you know, of the high caliber, he'll get cheered. And that's exactly what he the opposite of what he wants. So I, I think that what the play really here, what the play here really is, is that it's just we've gotten too meta for our own good. Exactly. No, exactly. And that's, and that's very warranted because we have. Yeah. We have become so self-aware that we can't see it anymore in black and white. Right. And at the same time, that's why we're reacting this way towards something as simple, what should have been as simple as bringing up a dead relative, right? And, and we should all know better because we you know, we should know better because we we caused this. And I see and I agree with you, bro, because that's the point that they have to go to these lengths because we put them there. And it's it's Batman all over again. Batman made them this way, therefore they're reacting this way. Therefore, Batman. It's it's attrition at the end of the day, and at the same time. That's why the meta state of wrestling right now is on such a level that, yes, things are offensive, but at the same time, you know that they had to push the boundaries to this point. You know what? I would say, because I would, before this happened, I would say that it's okay for us to know what we know and still digest the story for what it is a story. Yeah. But now, the f- now that I see that we're all offended by what the WWE just did, now I wish. Kayfabe wasn't broken anymore. Now I wish we would all go back to all being Marks. I would gladly trade my knowledge now for... Markdom. No, for Kayfabe to be fully restored. Just for the innocence. Yeah. 
Because so you, you all don't know what's going on. You, know, you all don't know how to react anymore. You all don't know how to think anymore about things. If you're offended at this, at this clear ploy that, you know, to to drive interest up in what was originally a toothless, a, a heatless angle. angle. A very drawn-out toothless angle. Yeah, exactly. Now Just you don't... Fair. Now it can be said that I can say that no, a, a lot of you don't know what to do with this knowledge anymore. Let me just say this, because I'm, I'm coming from a standpoint where I still am having a lot of trouble reconciling how I thought that the page, uh, the page promo was brilliant. And at the same time, I still find myself very uncomfortable watching Randy Orton disrespect Eddie's memory. Um, I, and, and we've talked about this off the air. You know, parang at, at some point, you're going to have to pick a side. And yeah. you're either going to condemn both or praise both. Right. Right? You um, can't condemn one and praise the other. Right? Because they're essentially the same thing. Right, but for some reason, and and this could probably be because I did not know Reed Flair until he died. Sure. Therefore, I was not affected by his right. passing. But that I was such a huge fan of Eddie Guerrero. Therefore, anybody who disrespects Eddie, whether that's Randy Orton or my dad or like you know the, the kid across the street, would really offend me. Right. So, but um, I, I know that sounds like such a loosely defended argument. It has so many holes, but that, that's that's how I feel, it, and that's fair. You know, it, and it's. Fair and not fair at the same time because it's not fair for you to be okay with Reed getting trashed like that and for you to feel hurt that Randy said that about Eddie. Yeah. But you know what? Even though I tell you that sometimes I think you have too many feelings, I would rather actually – no, no, no. No, listen to me. I would actually rather that you be offended at both because at least I know that way it got the proper reaction from you. Right. You know but, what? Okay, wait, wait. There's there's another there's another layer to that. What? The proper reaction. Okay. No, you know I'm, what? No, no, this is, no, offense is the proper reaction. Offense the is the proper reaction. Is the offense is being directed at the WWE because they wrote the whole yes, thing. Yes, there you go. That's what, that's what I was trying to get All to. Right. Because we're, we're offended at the WWE. But not at Paige. But not at Paige. It's I mean, the, Paige, is, it's, Paige is not at fault here. It's not even the right offense. We're offended because they went there, not because it was said. It was said, exactly. Yeah. So how um, let, let's try to go back then. Let's pretend that this didn't happen. But if we wanted the the reaction that we kind of got, what would have been the best course of action? Just to wrap this up, I guess. What do you mean? What do you mean? There was there was no like course how of could action. we ha- how could we have gotten the heel heat that Paige desperately needed or the the heat that this feud needed without getting going into there? the shade of gray? Yeah, without going there. There there was no way. You know this, what? No, 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 because okay. no, 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 he's right. He's right. He Camus is right in saying that there is no way to have gotten this amount of heat. By doing anything else. Because look at the entire, how would you say this, uh, connived Divas Revolution at this point. From the point in time that the NXT call-ups happened to right now, what have we gotten? Solid women's wrestling, yes. Have we gotten a serious storyline? Nah. The closest thing I can think of to getting anywhere to what Paige did was, I don't know, to... Maybe physically assault Ric Flair himself, but even then, we would all be—you'd you get the proper reaction. It's no, like, no, no, oh, no, that's too, that's too bad. No, no, no. I'm saying that if you know, if Paige attacked Ric Flair, we wouldn't be as up in arms as this, this. because we all know that Ric is a wrestler and his he's body, fair game. Yeah, and he's done this before. What if Paige attacked Charlotte's mother? Okay, point up, point up, point up. That's still. That's this, that's on the same level as Randy Orton going after John Cena's dad, or JBL going after Eddie's mom. Eddie's mom is a, Eddie's is, mom. Is a great actress. She knows her stuff. Actually, she, no, no, yeah, she yeah. does. She does. Yeah, you but, can read all about it. Because in yeah, this book. Ako, ako, if I was given a choice, I would actually rather just have 
Paige go after Charlotte's mother. But that's the thing. That's the thing here. If you bring in a civilian, that's a whole other layer. But Reed, at this point, is a civilian. A dead one. God! No, but he is. He, he is. is. He no, is. it's all the same. Okay, if it, that it's, happens, not, it's not all the same. You know what? If that happened, I think they would be getting the same amount of heat. Now, if they attacked uh, Charlotte, uh, Char- yeah, Charlotte's yeah. mother? And they, they would all be saying that, oh, it's just as cheap. It's just as it's, desperate. It's a cheap, yeah, it's a cheap move. But that's but the thing. That's, that's, the that's thing. what they wanted. Exactly. And that's what should have been done. As a, a, the heel, the antagonist, the villain, doing something cheap and desperate in order for people to boo her. Or but, in order for the, uh, to get under the baby face's skin. Yes. Okay. Uh, just to wrap this up. We know that we wouldn't be talking about this match with this amount of vitriol. If this didn't happen, exactly. it would just be. It would just be. Mission this is accomplished. this is our. If we were going to go to the uh, the predictions, it would just be. Uh, well, Charlotte retains. Yeah, it's okay. Easy. No big deal. But now, point, point. now we're just, just so caught up in this feud now because of one sentence. You know what? I think I can actually see uh, actually see a scenario after this Sunday where Paige walks out as Divas Champion. <laughs> I see a scenario where that happens. So, so I, I would predict that Paige wins this, this match at Survivor Series. I do too. At this point, just to give the heel... Heat. No, the heel. No, to justify all of this heat, put the strap on her and then just run with it and see what she does next. Because she did okay. She did okay during her first run with AJ. It wasn't so horrible. Right. But now that you have... How many divas involved with this? Eight, nine, ten... 10 divas technically involved in this storyline. I don't know. I really don't know where it's going to go. But now you have clear direction who your alpha is, who your challenger is. And it's clear that everyone else doesn't matter as much. Here's here's the bottom. Here's my bottom line about the whole thing. Just to really wrap this up. Uh, first of all, it was needed in order to create the maximum heat. Point. Uh, it gave both uh, Charlotte and Paige... Some a little more dimension to their characters, Point. and at the end of the day, it, as long as in this juncture, Paige is the bad guy and Charlotte is the good guy, I think we don't have a problem. Because we are still staying within the lines of what is acceptable in society as regards their roles. Yeah, it's That's not. It. It's not. If it were t- reversed, we would have a problem. Yeah, it's not okay. Just to put it into context. This isn't Katie Vick level shit. Let's not go there. I know, that's why. It's not somewhere where we don't want to go and ever return. But it's still offensive, and I think that's, that's about it. Right. Yeah. So, let's predictions. Get, yeah, let's get to the rest of the card. Uh, Dolph Ziggler apparently has a singles match against Tyler Breeze at Survivor Series. Because they are in a feud for who's the prettiest blonde on the roster. I, I guess. <laughs> I say Breeze needs a win. Breeze, I, needs yeah, a win. Breeze does need a win. So it's probably going to go to him. Uh, next up, well, we've already established our Reigns is winning the championship, so let's skip that. Brothers of Destruction against two members of the Wyatt family of Bray's choosing. I am still confused why they couldn't have made this into a Survivor Series match. They're dumb. Because they're dumb. It's it's just one of those things. It should have been, could have been, would have been cool if Finn Balor was called up. Yeah. But at the same time, it is what it is. Brothers of Destruction, I think, take this one. Yeah, they have to. They have to. Because no, Bray, the the Wyatt family has to. If Bray's involved, so, if Bray's no, involved, yeah. if Bray's involved, if it's the lackeys. Uh, okay, point, point. Right. 
Because there, there is a, there uh, is a possibility that he sends Strowman and Harper or like Harper and Rowan. But uh, no, but if Strowman loses, he'd be uh, losing so Strowman. much protection. No, and didn't see Strowman miss me in Pippin. Still, it could still, be the partner. Still, though. Still. Anyway, uh, so we're done with that. How about this? There's a five-on-five traditional Survivor Series match that announced for the show, where the participants are not announced. And the way that they said it by in the official press release. Yeah, just because, you know. Yeah. Just because it's a tradition. <laughs> right. And, you know, everybody ha- has either moved on from the tournament or has had, you know, has has been eliminated. So let's put them in a Survivor Series match. Alam mo sino muna nara dito? Cesaro? The babyface team. To be determined. Si Vacant. No, no, no. Si Vacant, To be determined by Mananalo. No, but seriously, I think if this reeks of lazy book, it, no, it does reek of lazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, you know, you're right. You're right. It, it, the, the, the injury is no excuse. The tournament is no excuse. No, the tournament is no excuse. The injury is no excuse. It just feels lazy as fuck. They could have set something up, I know, after the first round. Right. Not even after the first round. On SmackDown this week, That's on true. Raw this week. <laughs> even, you know, okay, the only scenario wherein this gets interesting is if it becomes Team NXT versus Team. Main, main roster. roster. Yeah, and, and that would actually be interesting. Probably, yeah. And that's the, yeah. Only, that's the only scenario where I will enjoy the Survivor Series match. Fine. Anything else? I agree. No. One last thing before we close the show. Um, I just got to say, I'm pretty pissed Nah, throughout the tournament, nobody has interfered in another match. Nobody has cost anyone the tournament. Well... Karma. You know. It's, it's, no, no, no. Here's the thing. If you do that... It's oh, it sets you up for someone getting back at you, and but, you don't want that. Yeah, but then again, Tyler Breeze was eliminated first round, palang. Oh. And throughout uh, Dean versus Dolph, the announcers kept hammering the point that Dolph is in a feud with Tyler Breeze. Couldn't Breeze have cost Ziggler the match anyway? I mean, well, that's 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 no, fair point. Fair point. So but, yeah, that, that's that's one feud that was carried out uh, carried over to the tournament. Now I wish they had extended or you know advanced in in some it's, manner. It's the it's one of the flaws of the tournament that... No, it's one of the flaws of booking. Well, that's true also. But if this stretched out a little longer, say, in a G1 Climax format, then... And they didn't pull the trigger on something like that, then I'd be surprised. But then, because this was, what, three weeks? Yeah. This is three no, weeks in the making? N- no, it's too simple. Too simple not to get into. Yeah. Sayang lang. I, I, I just think they dropped the ball on that it's opportunity. Little things, eh? It's little things. And it's so easy to do. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we've we've uh, said a lot about this week in wrestling, so we want to hear from you. Let us know what you think about this week in wrestling. You can tweet us. It's at underscore Stan C at Rose War and at Caveman Camus, and of course our picks of the week before we get out of here. My pick of the week is the tag team championship match from NXT because, dude, that was fun. It's really fun to see the mechanics, for lack of a better term, do what mechanics do and break people apart really solid tag team wrestling really fun match as a whole and well Aiden English Simon Gotch now get interesting even more on the NXT show so hats off to booking on that side of the world alright my mine is uh, uh, Dolph Ziggler versus Dean Ambrose from uh, from Raw I actually thought, uh, you know, a lot of people are raving about Cesaro and Roman Reigns. It's a great match. Really great. Yes, it is. But I think that Ambrose and Ziggler did a whole lot more with the time they got. And especially something different. They, you know, they actually did mat wrestling. 
yeah. for one. And Which we don't see often yeah, I'm, from I'm, folks. I'm always a fan of that, and I since I mark out for it, I, that's my auto pick of the week. All right. My pick of the week is something Ro already mentioned, Cesaro versus Roman Reigns. Just because it was it was a match that had a lot of time, and they were able to build a good story uh, Build a good story, pace it out well. And there was a point where they almost lost me. And then that's when the finish kicked in. And I was like, wait lang. This is, uh, it was good. Like everything that they built up from the start, it came back and it just paid dividends. So um, I, I thought that Cesaro wrestled his ass off. He was Mr. Pure Energy again. And it, um, I think that's more than enough proof that he deserves to remain in the upper mid card. I think, yeah, I think at this point, he is the workhorse that we deserve. He stepped up to fill Daniel Bryan's shoes. Basically. That's what I was saying. Right, right. And yeah, I mean, I might as well say this on the podcast. Uh, as the biggest Roman Reigns non-believer, he made me believe this week. He made you believe that? He made me believe that. You and All right. I just want to know how Cesaro calls everything in the ring. Jesus, how does he do that? How does he do it's, everything? It's ridiculous. I'm getting yeah. just it's ridiculous. From, amazing. And the thing is, these aren't simple spots anymore. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They, they, this isn't like... Um, yeah, by the way, you're going to toss me and then yeah. I'm going to hit you. How do you call all that? You know, Cesaro's the best luchador in the WWE right now. That's true, actually. Anyway, well, uh, we got to get out of here. And wait, wait, wait. One last thing, one last thing. Fine. I watched Spectre. Oh, okay. I watched Spectre basically just to see what the hell Dave Batista. Yeah, so be. did I. Same reason. I have to say, Dave Batista in a non-speaking role... Is so much more fun than watching him wrestle. He made it work, yeah. He made it work. He made it work. I was disappointed, but let's get to that in uh, in another episode. I was just disappointed with Mr. Hinks. Uh, yeah, but still. Anyway, yes, let's move on. Now. Yeah, yeah, we got to get out of here. Thank you, uh, PWR, for always letting us, uh, you know, for always just supporting the podcast and keeping us alive, keeping Pinoy Wrestling alive. PWR Live happening November 28th at the I Academy Auditorium. You have to be there. We're actually selling tickets already tonight at Yeslomania. Yeslomania at Route 196, which we are going to in right now. Yeah, AKA, in a I Academy, AKA, my aircon. Yes, hashtag, my aircon. My aircon. Yes, so that's happening. And thank you to the Mellow 947 Studios for always having us. Now, on behalf of Ravishing Ro Moran and Rowdy Raf Kamas, this is Stunning Stan C. And we'll catch you next week on another episode of the SGP Podcast. Peace out. Peace.